Welcome back to Kelly Love. I'm your host, Andrea Vega. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have any questions, comments, please feel free to email at kellylovepodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's kellylovepodcast at gmail.com. If you are enjoying the podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to Kelly Love. I'm your host, Andrea. Thank you guys for coming back. I actually wanted to go over a few things. First, I will be taking a break and I won't be back until March. I was extremely late with the last episode, No Time to Grieve. That episode took me two more weeks longer than it should have. So I'm going through a lot of changes, uh, personal and career-wise, all positive, all needed. Uh, pretty much a new adventure into the unknown, which is a little bit scary, but at the same time, I'm confident and hopeful that whatever happens is is good. Any change is better than stagnant, staying still. So here we go. So again, I'll be back with new episodes in March. The second thing, please email me at Cali lovepodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's kellylovepodcast at gmail.com. If you guys have questions, comments about past guests, if you have comments or questions about myself, or if you want to just share your story, I can, I would love to definitely read them out loud unless, you know, you guys instruct me otherwise. So I would love to hear from all of you. Please share the podcast with friends, family, acquaintances, strangers. Tell somebody about the podcast. Maybe they want to share their story. You never know. Okay, so third. I have this episode ready, and it's a special episode. It's a fun episode. It's a light episode. There is discussion about love and relationships, but it's very it's very light. It's not super in-depth. Um, the interview is with a good friend of mine, a very old soul, spiritual type of person so you guys will get a kick it's it's it should be good you guys should like it um there is oh there was drinking during the episode no one was hurt while making it so everyone is good so the stories with the love and relationship does come up but it's entangled with ridiculous true events so i really do hope you guys enjoyed it this episode and I'll see you guys in March. Alright. So what book is this again? This book is the Book of Secrets, 112 Meditations to Discover the Mystery Within from Osho. Awesome, let's see where this goes. Okay. This is 81, chapter 81. Everything converges in your being. The third technique, as subjectively, letters flow into words and words into sentences, and as objectively, circles 
flow into worlds and worlds into principles, find at last these converging in your being. That too is an imaginative technique. The ego is always afraid, afraid of being vulnerable, open, afraid something may enter and destroy it. So the ego creates a citadel around it. You start living in a walled prison. Nothing should be allowed to enter in you. You are afraid. If something comes in and disturbs, then what to do? So it is better not to allow anything to come in. All communication stops. Even with those you love or you think that you love, there is no communication. Look at a wife and husband talking. They are not talking to each other. There is no communication. Rather, they are avoiding each other through words. They are talking so that the communication can be avoided. In silence, they will become vulnerable. In silence, they will come closer. Because in silence, the ego, the wall, will not be there. So the husband and wife, they will never be silent. They will be talking about something or other just to fill in time and just so as not to be open to each other. We are so afraid of the other. I have heard about Mula Nasruddin. That one day as he was just walking out of his house, his wife said, Nasruddin, have you forgotten what day today is? Nasruddin knew about it. It was their 25th wedding anniversary. Oh, fucked up. So he said, he was drunk. <laughs> he was, he was drunk. drunk. <laughs> oh, fuck. So he said, I know it. I know it well. The wife persisted. Then how are we going to celebrate? So Nasruddin said, darling, I don't know. And then he scratched his head, puzzled, and said, how would it be if we keep two minutes silence to celebrate it? <laughs> Damn, that's clever. I'm going to do that shit next time. And I forget someone's birthday. Of course I do. Let's do, let's do two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's that a low, so low. true, though. Oh. But people build walls. Yeah. That's always a problem with people. Too scared. I, what do you think by the other? I think the other is like other possibilities what could happen all of them bad maybe if you actually are honest i think the silence is just where it's at because the more the words come out the more defined it is and and defining comes from non-duality like there's just all is one and then after that it gets divided and divided beyond so many you know forever Mm -hmm. so the more the more we do that the more it ruins things because defining something is like making a promise you can't keep or what? Um, it's limiting. Oh. Yeah, it's limiting. So, like they say that about love too. Like when someone tells you, oh, like what are we? Or, you yeah. know, and then it ruins it. It's like that famous yeah. saying. So it, it is kind of true, you know, but then someone will come and argue the other side of the point. But yeah. really, really, it, it, it's everything's much deeper than that. If you look at it as in like... Um, more of like uh, vibes or you know like vibrations frequencies like everything is more energy so sometimes defining things it 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 takes you to the mind Mm -hmm. defining takes you to the mind and that's what builds up ego too right so Mm -hmm. if there's less of that then there's there's less there's more freedom are you saying people shouldn't get married (laughs) 
Well, I, well, okay. I have, I have. I'll give you two points on that. Okay, tell the first me. one is Osho, the book we're reading from. Yeah. I heard somebody ask him that same question, and he says that he believes that everybody right now should get divorced. Okay. <laughs> okay. And there's a, there's another one that I have. There's, there's the other point. Okay. Right, another point me. is is uh, Manly P. Hall, the other book that we're gonna read from yeah, later. Yeah. He says that. Well, he doesn't say that, but he 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 basically shows and what he studied that there's 12 signs of the zodiac mm-hmm. and like for example mine's is cancer mine is i feel mm-hmm. some is i do some is you know there's different yeah. ones but there's one sign forgot which one it is but it says marriage so like manly p hall in one of his books that i read about re um about the zodiac like where it comes from the history yeah. the roots of it he, he talks about that he talks about like like that a, a complete human being will have gone through all the signs of the zodiac. So, marriage, if marriage is one one of the twelve, then then maybe everyone should be married married so they know what that feels like. At least once. At least once, yeah. Not per life, no. <laughs> or you could do, or maybe maybe you could do the Elizabeth Taylor. You could do eight in one life because you make you know. Just in case. Yeah. It wasn't I'm done down right. for that one. Oh my god. What if, okay, so next time someone proposes to me, I'll say, my last life, I was married, so I can't do it again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no offense. Yeah, I already read, re-upped on that karma. <laughs> but that one I thought was so interesting, like that those two points. But Osho gets deep into it. He's just like, everyone, everyone should be, be divorced. And, and then he talks about this, like the role between like a wife and a husband, and he, and he starts getting into the story, and they're just like, whoa like it just all comes down to being aware like being present Mm -hmm. and 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 being married can sometimes pull you away from that but not only marriage a job can do that too money desires expectations friend yeah so when you're free or you walk in that freedom right Mm -hmm. then 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 you're then 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 even things like marriage and stuff like that, it, it, it just doesn't even, it's un, it seems unnecessary. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there was even like, um, I was listening to this other teacher's name, Michael Tassara, and he was talking about like, um, like way in the past, like, I think he was speaking of Atlantis, right? Mm-hmm. He was saying that at that time there was no, or it could have been Lemuria, they were like very similar times, but Atlantis and Lemuria and at that time there were no police in that mm-hmm. society because the police was the character of, of of a human oh so like people policing instead of having an actual force no they they, they had so much character in them that there was no need for a police oh. the character was the police got it so everyone had so much integrity there was yes. no need to enforce anything yeah and I think that we forgot about a lot of those old times like oh where they were um, a lot more um, noble and honorable, you know, like even the China, like in China, like during like Confucius and stuff, I heard too, like, like before someone would speak, they would think about it like a certain number of times. I, for, I forgot how many times it was. It was like... Unlike Americans? Yeah, we were just <laughs> shoot her We mouth. just yeah. shoot her off. Yeah. There's a need for us too, damn it. Too many Karens. Yeah. <laughs> we need the bad example too, okay? That's why I was born during this time. So you were saying so you think before too many Karens <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what exactly were, were, 
what you're saying you think before you speak yeah I, I want to say I want to say it was like 8 times 10 times 12 times like before you speak I should probably do that before I text somebody <laughs> should I yeah that, for me that's what texting is though oh, you're yeah. able to think about it yeah, when you're no, talking you're right. it's harder to yeah no you're right we're like nah I'm just gonna say okay yeah <laughs> like when I'm high I just get myself in trouble like and I've been in so many relationships and I've and it's taken me this long to realize like you're so high like like multiple people have already told you things where now you're trying to connect the dots and you're saying oh shit maybe that that aided in, in the ruining of my relationship you know oh my god and it was dude. just being high what do you mean explain explain okay so when I'm high like my my logic and it, it, it gets wavy let's just say like <laughs> like my mind doesn't work like it normally works obviously yeah. when I'm when I'm sober under the influence yeah yeah <laughs> like beer it'll make me more precise it'll help me to say and and to be just more loose but Got but it. for me weed weed is weed has always been for me it's been it's more of a solo thing like I should be smoking it alone doing something creative not reading that's too much for me yeah uh, but just something simple like playing an instrument yeah. or painting or yeah. something like that or even meditating mm-hmm. but what hanging out with people they're, they're like multiple people have told me that's not what you said earlier like you don't even make sense like you're contradicting yourself like like are you sure like are you lying and then and then, and then i'm just like i'll step back and i'll be like okay she's right i did say that earlier and now i'm saying this now but what i mean by what i'm saying now is and then and then i'm like wait a minute dude what's going on here like am I, i'm tripping myself out now am i fucking lying to myself and i just caught my like it just doesn't make sense yeah yeah but okay give me the example of how you ruined the ruined relationship because you're too high well it well it, it got to the point where where there were, uh, like she made a rule oh, she was just like like if you rule. get high like we're not we're not going anywhere like once you get high like you have to stay there even if someone else is driving it doesn't matter you gotta stay here because you'll be on the way to go somewhere and then you'll be like oh shit let's go over here and then like you like it's just it just turns into so a, an adventure yeah into an adventure and then people are pissed off because they're like thinking oh well i thought i was gonna go here and this guy's changing this and then yeah. people are mad at me like it does because your mind's so wavy you're like your decision making is like okay it turns into a mission when hanging out it's, high, yeah. it's a mission you've been high with me plenty of times and i think i think for me someone like myself I don't mind if the plans change. Mm. I think it's fun when I have no idea where the fuck we're yeah. at or where we're going. I'm cool with it. Yeah. But I can understand why people, we said we're going to go to the park. Now we're at some dude's house. Yeah. Buying yeah. cocaine. Yeah. With yeah. some stripper's yeah. mom. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. See, but I think that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, whoa, I'm supposed to go to the park. Okay. Right? Okay. So people have told me that too. Yeah. But then, but then like people like my mom, she's like, yeah, but people have to live with like what if it's every time like like nothing fucking happens like i've canceled tickets i've canceled comedy show tickets i've canceled oh. trips because i just got too, too wavy and too high yeah too like wavy. and like and that's then, cold and, i'm gonna say that yeah. are you wavy, wavy yeah wavy decision making <laughs> wavy no. like the car the car machine outside the fucking air air balloon thing that weighs. yeah dude i need some wd-40 in my life <laughs> fix it dude oh my god dude you really think you got too high that's what ruined a relationship just that one oh, relationship that one relationship 
And then the one after that was the other person was too high. Like we were smoking, fuck, I don't know. I want to say at least 12 blunts a day. Holy fuck. You know, and and then like I did that for a couple years and then I was just like. Were you dating my I, sister? No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're the same, dude. I know, so you guys are the same, man. They're dating us. <laughs> <laughs> so you were saying, no, so 12 blunts a day. And yeah, like, 12 blunts a day. And then it, it started getting to the point where I'm just like, I would just hang out with her on the weekends. And that's all we, we, we used to do. And then oh. like, we, we would never go anywhere. Like, it was just like, it was always like, we, I had all these plans. I always had plans. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to be out and about yeah. with the people because that's how I yeah. am. You like and being outside. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Like yeah, meeting people yeah. and seeing, you know, dogs run by at the beach. You know, just shit like that. Like good, good vibe stuff. Yeah. Man. And we never went anywhere. Like anywhere. So it was just yeah. like, because we were always just too, too like faded, too tired, too high. And then like, and then like to wake myself up, then I would start having a few beers, you know, to get yeah. like riled up. Yeah. And then, and then, but she didn't really drink, so it was just like, dude, like this is even worse now. Because <laughs> now I'm high and I want to go somewhere, and she never wanted to go nowhere either way. That so, sucks, so it's just bro. like living, like being at home all the time, and then fucking having in like fucking bags under your eyes because you know you're drinking too much and you're and you're smoking too much, and you never go anywhere, so you're not even happy. Then getting fresh air, and, yeah. and then and then I got to the point where I just said, you know what? I'm not gonna take care of you. When you fucking have lung cancer, I just lost it one day. Like what after we broke fuck? up already, you said that shit? after we broke up and yeah. everything, like I, I told her the truth, but that's really what I was thinking. But I, I didn't tell her that when we were in the relationship. Maybe I should have. Why? Why? Why lung cancer? That... Because that fucking blunts are bad for you. Like, okay, if you're smoking joints, that's one thing. But if you're smoking like blunts, like that shit says it on there. Like. Just like cigarettes, you know. Just but like it's, cigarettes, just but it's all tarred up. You yeah. know, it's like I smoked every single blunt wrap. I smoked, I smoked chicken and waffles blunt wrap. I smoked all kinds of. I smoked How every flavor. Chicken and waffles. That one was, was pretty that? good. <laughs> I would smoke one right no now. No regrets. Yeah. I'll wow. smoke a blunt like once. Could you tell the difference when you worked out, like when you were smoking too many blunts, like when you ran? No, or when no, you not out? really. No, because I think I think I I. I I luckily I I always ate healthy, you know what I mean. I've I've always like because it wasn't like garbage and the and the yeah blunts. yeah if it was double garbage yeah yeah, yeah. but but then at some point like I I did feel like uh like a pressure on my chest You're and that and, and that's when I snapped out of it and then I started thinking for her I started thinking dude she's been smoking blunts way before me. The yeah. same amount. Yeah. Um, so like, dude, like, what does her what do her lungs look like? Yeah. And if I'm trying to be with this person, like, like obviously I'm trying to be I'm trying to be with them, you know, till till the end of the road or whatever, yeah. however so long it goes. Off, right? Yeah. And then sometimes you got if you really like each other, you're gonna have to take care of each other. Mm-hmm. So there was that. There was like, and that's when I I wrote a long letter at the end and I said, dude. I'm not going to be fucking taking care of you when you have lung cancer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and I've been, and I've been slowly, I've been not, not slowly. I've been lightly saying this throughout the whole relationship and I would stop. And then I would say, dude, let's just, you know, hit the bong or the vaporizer or edibles and, and never willing to budge. And I'm just like, dude, this is just, this is just going to hit the wall one day. And then I'm going to be right here stuck with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
Do you want to take trying, care of yourself? Yeah, trying to make out with a girl with no lungs. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> come oh, on, dude. dude. Here I thought she had lung cancer. You're like, fuck this. You have lung cancer. Yeah. I want to break up. <laughs> I'm like, it's scare your ass. <laughs> That's cold. And the other thing was she was what? dirty, though. That was the other oh, thing. Oh, what do you mean? Like, like sloppy dirty? Like, like, like if you walked into her house right now, you would say, holy shit, someone broke into your house and was searching for <laughs> shit in all your for drawers. Your like, yeah, and it was just <laughs> fucking a mess, fucking a mess, dude, where there started to be rats. Oh, my God. There started that to be rats in her house. And then I'm just like always like you go to my I mean, she's been to my house and my house doesn't even have shit in it, but it's clean. It's, it's clean. Everything's organized. That's how my my good. mom is. I'm like my I'm mom. I'm so glad you, know? you guys are clean. Yeah, yeah. We're just like super clean. So I, I would go over her house on the weekends and then it was just it was just a fucking mess, dude. And I just couldn't take it anymore. And I would yeah. just, instead of like judging someone, I would like, which I ended up doing anyway in the fucking end, you know? But it was like during you that- You sound all mad about it. I should have, yeah. And, and that's what I told her. I said, but if I would have, if I would have told you something before, I said the relationship would have ended anyway. So I was just like, fuck it, dude. At least stay in something. But that's the wrong way of thinking. <laughs> That's that's most people are in relationships yeah. right now. They think exactly like that. No. Fuck it, I can't get nothing better. But really, what it really comes down to is, is how can I how can I make myself better, yeah. like by letting go. And it's yeah. not by even doing anything, right? Yeah. You yeah. can't make yourself better. All you can do is let go, and that automatically will make you feel better. Yeah. You know? It yeah, but it's a hard thing for people to let go. It's yeah. like jumping off a bridge. I think because they don't know fear. it's there. They don't That's know true. it exists first. Probably yeah. Because if I knew this existed, what we're talking about before, I would have went for it sooner. Yeah. So yeah. I, I find importance in that now. Importance in uh, more importance now in and 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 talking like this mm -hmm. with people. Like mm -hmm. it could get wild. It could get fucking crazy. We could party. We could fucking take shots. Yeah. We could smoke a fucking blunt every once in a while. I'm down with that. But at some point, you know, it, it, it's good to, to make part of the night or the day mm -hmm. as part of, the, you know, this needs to be part mm -hmm. of the conversation, mm -hmm. you know, subject changer, you know, yeah. but it could get deep. Like I have, I have one friend, this British girl, and she was just like, you know what? I go to bars and I look at everybody and then she's like, and everybody's here looking for something. And I'm yeah. just like, whoa, I never thought about it like that. She's like, yeah, everybody's there for a reason, but they're really looking for something. And she goes, and I think what, what most people are looking for isn't, they don't even know what they're looking for. It, it's not what they think they're looking for. It's, that's not even really what they're looking for, you know? Mm -hmm. But you could say that, you know, in, 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 in every aspect of life, you know? Like, yeah. it just could just get deeper and deeper where you think, like, like where your family is all that matters which is i mean pretty much it is yeah but it, that could even get to a point where where that doesn't even matter and i yeah. think for me that's how i understand like buddha mm -hmm. and, and and certain people throughout history where they had everything they were mm -hmm. he was a prince he had everything a child you know a wife like everything was going to be his he didn't see suffering he supposedly he didn't even see old people old people weren't even allowed in there because mm -hmm. you know it was just beauty surrounded Young, by beauty things. yeah like like not aging you know mm. so for someone to leave all that is mm. scary to me because it's like most of all of our lives is striving to attain something but imagine someone who already had it is showing and saying that it's a dead end so it's like why would i waste my time then even chasing after any yeah. of that then why wouldn't i just catch up and go the way that you know an enlightened person has, yeah. has gone it's like having perfection or heaven 
and you not being happy there, there has to be something else. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. You can kind of tie that in with the Garden of Eden. Like, you know, there's arguments that say, like, why would you want to leave paradise? Why would you, why would Eve sacrifice just knowledge just to leave what's already wonderful? What, What was she looking for? But I mean, that could just be the Catholic Church's blaming women. Blaming women yeah, the changing of the story. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. the story has changed. Yeah, I'm sure it has. I'm sure because I mean, it's it's sexist. Yeah, it, it that's what the Catholic Church yeah. does. Women are evil, yeah. and that's how it is. I think they just made a, a story to uh, um, a geometrical pattern or numeric type mm-hmm. system, uh, and that's the real story because. The Adam and Eve story is, you know, it's it's a it's comprised of different stories of yeah. of different backdrops. You know, like it can, yeah. it's almost like multi-dimensional, but from different like, cultures. Yeah. Someday, and then one day, some person decided to publish it. Yeah. Into this version. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I yeah. Get it. yeah it's like no, Cinderella and all the old storybooks. Yeah. Like there's there's stories of some of them are stories of of the dance of the planets. Like mm-hmm. it, it's deep, mm-hmm. it's deep. Like. When I used to go to like Bible, I, used to, I went to this Bible college for like a year and, and we studied like that, you know, mm-hmm. like the, the creation story. Mm-hmm. And there's so many ways you can take it. Like, Interpretations yeah, of it. Yeah, like even Adam and Eve, it's, it's odd and even. That's mm-hmm. it, So it could get ma- mathematical. And then if you go into the actual story, like it wasn't, it wasn't a serpent that was tempting them. What was it? Remember what, what God turned Satan oh, he, tur- he turned him into a serpent. So what, what was he before? A lizard? He was a dragon. He was a fucking yeah. dragon. Yeah, so that gets all into the, all this, like, the Manly P. Hall book where he talks about all these ancient, you know, like... Um, that like, creature uh, was a dragon. Mystery schools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Typhon. Typhon, yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, so it's all connected. And then there's, there's when you get into, like, the, um, the like, theology side of it, too, uh-huh. I've heard stuff of the story where... where God is Satan and, and the serpent is actually or the dragon is actually the one that's trying to enlighten them mm-hmm. from being dumb mm-hmm. from being dumbed down mm-hmm. and that goes into the whole Sumerian story you know what I mean mm-hmm. where they were going to destroy us at some point but there was a disagreement mm-hmm. you know between the, the two main ones and so they obviously were still alive so like we're You're, that story that you just said reminds me of the whole UFO stuff you know how the ufologists, I guess yeah. is what they call them, ufos? Did yeah, you know they UFO, really was? Where they, they mentioned that, um, which is weird because it's just repeating all over again, like a cycle, like the, mm-hmm. you know, eternal eight yeah. symbol. Yeah. So I, I'm sure you know, but it's they're talking about that we here on this planet are always being experimented on. We're mm-hmm. abducted, but there's like four or five different aliens. Mm-hmm. And two of the aliens actually like us, or one of the cultures actually like us, and they're just as powerful as the ones that want to hurt us and don't give a shit about us. So they literally want to exterminate us and take our planet. But that one alien race that can, I guess, equalize them, they yeah. just don't want to get we'll into war. Put them war. in check or something. Huh? They don't want to get into war, so they leave us alone. So it, it's that idea of they want, one section wants to destroy us, but the other feels like we have progress. We are learning. They, they just need more time type situation. But it's yeah. weird that you mentioned that. But I mean, it's all theory. I don't know where they, you know, this is just something yeah. I read. I don't know how they figured that out or how they. That's like that scripture in the in the Bible where it says we we battle not against flesh and blood, flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers in the in, in the high in the highest, like in the higher realms. Yeah. 
So I think it's like that. I think I, that's what I was telling my aunt the other day that we were talking about all this evil shit that's going on in the world right now. And then I said, you know what? I said, are you surprised? I said, because because she's a Christian. And I said, yeah. I said, you shouldn't be surprised. I said, because in the Bible, it says that the ruler of this world, I told her, who's the ruler of this world? And she said, Satan. And I said, exactly. I said, so we should never be surprised that we're going to see some disgusting, evil shit, the things that politicians do and movie stars do to, to children and mur- just all the evil stuff, yeah. you know, blood being spilled, like people being tortured, like, mm-hmm. fuck, man. Yeah. I can't even imagine that. If anything, that's what we should fight for is to stop all that type of shit. But it's like, but then how do you approach it when you know that the whole, the pretty much all throughout the history of this planet like it's just been this battle mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's and, and the ruler of the world has always been power evil. And money and evil yeah yeah because mm-hmm. it's it's something so tied into our structure in this dimension that we are easily manipulated mm-hmm. all of us you me everyone like manipulated controlled brainwashed mm-hmm. to the point where i think i'm well well read well um you know um, knowledgeable knowledgeable pepper spice whatever and there's others way greater than me you know but the point is is it's like even 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 i could get suckered in like that's fucking scary like so the only thing that i've found that breaks it or wakes you up from any type of spell is just meditation like just that's it you know what I mean? Until the point where you don't need to meditate anymore. Yeah. You're like Eckhart Tolle. I don't know if you've ever heard of no, him, but he has this famous book. He wrote The Power of Now. Mm-hmm. And it's similar to this book where it's just like, you know, it just it just helps you get more acquainted with what we are and who we really are and what, mm-hmm. what's the point of all this. So, that, so you, that's where it's at, I think. Do you think aware. if we all individually focused on ourselves, the world would be better? Yeah. Yeah, the revolution is not like something that we even have to do. It can it can be starts with m- us manipulated within yourself yeah. first, and then in a group setting in that yeah. aspect as well. And, and that's where religions and beliefs and stuff where they do that together. But how much more freer can we be without mm-hmm. the religions and without uh, symbology yeah. or without definition? What if it's just clear at all? And the yeah. only thing that really matters is like helping and and service to man and, and loving and that's it there's yeah. no there's no walls necessary there's no uh, permit yeah. or or you know to to own a church or uh, none of that it's just that's when it gets ugly yeah it gets ugly that's how the energy is able to slide in through people and mm-hmm. ruin something that maybe was a great idea yeah maybe it was for its time but that's why for me i'm I, I, above all, I'm a Taoist, a Taoist, you know, because there, you can say this is the way, but it's not the real way. You can say this is the name, but it's not the real name. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where that has always spoken to me in my, in the midst of me even thinking that I know anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. a lot of those Zen Buddhists and all the, a lot of the Buddhas that have come, and even some Greek philosophers, they understood that. They understood that. It's better to not be known by anyone. Yeah. To be yeah. unknown. That's, I think, those are the real um, humans, the real enlightened people. It's the ones that are not even known. But 
there are places for some, though, you know what I mean, that really genuinely uh, care about people. Yeah. You know, and those have come too, but ideally where it's at is just not being known at all and just coexisting with nature and farming mm-hmm. and, and just knowing of yourself. That's where the power is at, I think. Yeah. Individual yeah. power. Yeah. And then just to clarify, you don't want to start a cult with me? <laughs> Dude, people always tell me that. People always tell me that. Like, when are you going to start your cult? I'm, I'm down to join in. And I'm just like, no, dude, let's... Why, let's do a commune. Yeah, a commune. There you commune. go. That's what's up right there. Watch, I read this and it was so, it was so powerful. Watch. It says, you are an expression of the infinite consciousness of the universe manifest in a third dimensional vibration. Nothing can influence you unless you agree to it after you realize that this is just a game, a drama to be played out. Knowing who and what you are is your greatest power. Mm. No external fight is necessary. Mm-hmm. Only an internal revolution can set you free. Stand in your own sovereignty. Okay, now this deals with the outside now. This next one. I alone cannot change society for the better, but I can radically transform my own consciousness, overturning the conditioning that limits my potential. We can all do this one by one. Over time, we can change ourselves to the degree that society changes from the inside out, giving birth to a new way of being, manifesting our birthright, of living in a peaceful and abundant world. Have no fear. Trust yourself. Live your full potential. Okay, and I guess this is like a prayer now. The last part. I deeply yearn for every single living being to feel an immense amount of love. A love so radiant that they can never forget the feeling. And whenever they are down or have negative thoughts, they can inst- instantly remember this bliss-inducing luminous infinite love. Who wrote that? Where'd you get that from? I just read it off Instagram and screenshotted it. Instagram. Yeah. I'm not even. I'm not even <laughs> gonna give them a shout out. <laughs> then you got yeah. Instagram. But <laughs> <laughs> you got. Fuck, man. That's funny, dude. All right, let's take a break because I need to use the ladies' room. All right, we're back. Part two. This this side might be shorter because. We're faded. Yeah, because my alcohol, my, my alcohol level is shorter right now. Alcohol, feeling my blood system yeah. right now. This, this side is dedicated. This section of the talk is dedicated to Satan, talking, aka Lucifer, Lucifer. Lightbringer, Damien. Damien. <laughs> Shout out to Damien in the back, sitting in the corner on the stool. Hey, devil wears Prada. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Fucking nice shoes, huh? That's how they. Somebody told me you could identify the devil. He has dope ass shoes, dude. Like, like a brand you never heard of. Huh? Oh shit! So Kanye West. Mm. <laughs> he made his own devil shoes. Mm-hmm. On that note, so this is the other one I wanted to read you about. Go, shall we? A section about Pythagoras's diet. Pythagoras declared that the eating of meat clouded the reasoning faculties. While he did not condemn its use or total abstain therefrom himself, he declared that judges should refrain from eating meat before a trial in order that those who appeared before them might receive the most honest and astute decisions. 
when Pythagoras decided, as he often did, to retire into the temple of God for an extended period of time to meditate and pray, he took with him a supply of specially prepared food and drink. The food consisted of equal parts of the seeds of poppy and sesame, the skin of the sea onion from which the juice had been thoroughly extracted, the flower of daffodil, the leaves of mallows, and a paste of barley and peas. Then he compounded together with the addition of wild honey. For a beverage, he took the seeds of cucumbers, dried raisins from seeds removed, the flowers of coriander, the seeds of mallows, and purslane scraped cheese, meal, and cream mixed together and sweetened with wild honey. Pythagoras claimed that this was the diet of Hercules while wandering in the Libyan desert and was according to the formula given to that hero by the goddess Ceres herself. Fuck, dude. That's all he ate? It was the diet of Hercules given to him by Ceres, the goddess herself. Yeah, that's what he ate when he went into the temple of God. So it was kind of like a... Cleansing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there something else? Yeah, there was one more. Oh, which, which book is this? Do you guys say which book this is? Oh, this book comes from the Masonic, Hermetic, Kabbalistic, and Rosicrucian symbol, Symbolical Philosophy by Manly P. Hall. The Secret Teachings of All Ages from the Philosophical Research Society. Pythagoras, the first philosopher. During his youth, Pythagoras was a disciple of Pherocytes and Hermadamas. I can't even say that. You can't say that shit drunk. Hermadamas. Hermodamas. Hermadamas. Where is it? How do you say that? You can't say it when you're drunk. I can't even see it. My vision is fucked up. I have a theory that you cannot say uh, uh, Greek and Stoic philosophers' <laughs> names while you're drunk. My vision is gone. Yeah. <laughs> I got cataracts. Go ahead, what are you saying? Her, her modemus. And while in his teens became renowned for the clarity of his philosophical concepts in height, he exceeded six feet. His body was a perfectly formed, was perfectly formed as that of Apollo. Pythagoras was the personification personification of majesty and power and in his presence all felt humble and afraid as he grew older his physical powers increased rather than waned so that as he approached the century mark he was actually in the prime of his life the influence of this great soul over those about him was such that a word of praise from pythagoras filled his disciples with ecstasy while one committed suicide because the master became momentarily irritated over something he had done. Pythagoras was so impressed by this tragedy that he never again spoke unkindly to or about anyone. Holy shit. He so was a humble his, man. So one of his followers killed himself because he said something mean to him? Yeah. yeah. And others would, 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 would just be so uplifted when he gave him compliments yeah. or something, you know? Sure. Yeah. He was my, from this book so far, like, I love him. Like, I fell in love with him. Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll read one more little section. Pythagoras taught that everything in nature was divisible into three parts and that no one could become truly wise who did not view every problem as being 
grammatically triangular. He said, establish the triangle and the problem is two-thirds solved. Further, all things consist of three. In conformity with this viewpoint, Pythagoras divided the universe into three parts, which he called the supreme world, the superior world, and the inferior world. The highest or supreme world was a subtle, interpretative, spiritual essence pervading all things and therefore the true plane of the supreme deity itself, the deity being in every sense omnipresent, omniactive, omnipotent, and omniscient, omniscient. Both of the lower worlds existed within the nature of this supreme sphere. The superior world was the home of the immortals. It was also the dwelling place of archetypes or the seals. Their natures in no manner partook of the material of earthy, earthliness, but they, casting their shadows upon the deep, the inferior world, were cognizable only through their shadows. The third or inferior world was the home of those creatures who partook of material substance or were engaged in labor with or upon material substance. Hence, this sphere was the home of the mortal gods, the demiurgy, the angels who labor with men, also the demons who partook of the nature of earth, and finally mankind and the lower kingdoms, those temporarily of the earth, but capable of rising above that sphere by reason and philosophy. What does that mean to you? I'm drunk, I forgot. <laughs> it just sounded so good. <laughs> Oh, Can I get a man. shot though? No. <laughs> I'll take one shot. If I can get one shot. Yeah, you yeah, do yeah. one shot. Vodka? Yeah. And I'm going to read a random, a random thing. Yeah. As I look in your eyes, I never see you there. As if you are absent, you exist absently. And this is the core of all suffering. You can be alive without being at all present. And if you are not present, your existence will become a boredom. And this is what has happened. So when I look in your eyes, I don't find you there. You have yet to come. You have yet to be. The situation is there and the possibility is there. You can be there any moment, but yet you are not. To become aware of this absence is to begin the journey towards meditation, towards transcendence. If you are aware that somehow you are missing, you exist, but you don't know why. You don't know how. You don't know even who exists within you. This unawareness creates all suffering because unknowingly whatsoever you do will bring suffering. It is not what you do that is basic. It is whether you do it with your presence or with your absence that is significant. significant. Whatsoever you do, if you can do it with your total presence, your life will become ecstatic. It will be a bliss. If you do something without your presence there, absently, your life will be a suffering, bound to be. Hell means your absence. So there are two types of seekers. One type of seeker is always in search of what to do. The seeker is on a wrong path because the question is not of doing at all. The question is of being, what to be, how to be. So never think in terms of action and doing because whatsoever you do, if you are absent, it will be meaningless. Whether you move in the world or you live in a monastery, whether you function in a crowd or you move to an isolated spot in the Himalayas will make no difference. You will be absent here and you will be absent there. And whatsoever you do, 
in the crowd or in the isolation will bring suffering. If you are not there, then whatsoever you do is wrong. The second type and the right type of seeker is not in search of what to do. He is in search of how to be. The first thing is how to be. A man came to Gautam Buddha. He was filled with much compassion and with much sympathy and asked Gautam Buddha, what can I do to help the world? Buddha is reported to have laughed and said to the man, you cannot do anything because you are not. How can you do anything when you are not? So don't think of the world. Don't think of how to serve the world, how to help others. Buddha said first be, and if you are, then whatsoever you do becomes a service. It becomes a prayer. It becomes a compassion. Your presence is the turning point. Your being is the revolution. Fuck. That shit almost made me cry right now. I haven't taken a shot yet. <laughs> Just starting something new because this is too much. Go ahead. What happened? What's up with this portal box in your car? I got lit. Somebody, some, somebody hit me. I think they were drunk. I tried to, I tried to drive off. My car didn't work. My friend was asleep when they hit us. He, he woke up. He couldn't even walk. I told him, let's roll. I get out of the car. The cops were already there from a previous pullover. Yeah, someone else. It's in a, in a, in an intersection right by the freeway. I jumped the fence of a golf course with barbed wire, bleeding. I run through the golf course. I get to my house. That car obviously got towed to a tow yard. Yeah. It's almost been three years. During that, after that time, I had another car and the transmission had given out. Uh -huh. And I left it and said, I'll come back the next day. And when I came back, some, they towed it. Yeah. So I needed to get my shit out. And I went to the tow yard and, and you know, I got, I got my shit out of my car and then I looked in the corner of that same tow yard and it was my other car that had get, gotten hit, right? And, but the guy was watching us, like a guy accompanied us yeah. to make sure that we didn't get anything out of another car, or do something yeah. weird, you know? So um, my chick at the time, uh, she slipped off and she yeah. went and saw that car that I told her, hey, I think that's my car in the corner. Yeah. So when she came back, she goes, hey, that's not your car. And I'm like, what? And I knew, no, that's my fucking car, dude. Yeah. Like, there's only one car like that in this tow yard. And it's not like a, a, a major car or anything, you know? Yeah. It was like a 90, 90, 94 Toyota Camry um wagon right and it was clean it was clean as fuck dude like if i had just bought it yeah so she goes no that's not your car because it has blood all over the seat and there's a porno dvd box in there and then i'm like oh yeah that's not my car but 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 i also realized that i i knew what she was talking about so that night when i got lit we went to a liquor store. We walked in. 
my friend, my friend, we won't even say his name, but one of my, my tall giant wookie ass friends <laughs> ran out of the liquor store and stole a porno DVD out of the liquor store. And then, and then everybody got, he did it because everyone got caught up because one of my other buddies who's like a raging alcoholic, yeah. he was trying to cut in line in front of me and buy a six pack. But I wanted to buy the six pack for everybody, but he was like, no, I'm going to get it. And I'm like, nah, dude, it's cool. I got it. And he's like, nah, I'm going to get it. And then I look at the six pack and it's an Odules. Yeah. It doesn't even have alcohol in it. And yeah, I'm all, I'm all, hey, fool, that's fucking Odules, dude. That shit doesn't even have alcohol in it. And then he didn't even, he was so faded. He didn't even look at the beer and realize it. He's like, nah, fuck that. I'm getting it. Like he was, he was too mad to even like listen to what I was saying. And I'm like, hey, fool. It doesn't have fucking alcohol in it. And he was just like, he snapped out of it. He fucking snapped out of it. And so we got in the car. Yeah. And then we drove to some random neighborhood. And we started freestyling. It was like five of us in the car. Yeah. And then Ruben was there. Yeah. So after that, um, I, at some point, we we had Ruben in the car and he said drop me off and I'm like where and he's like right here just drop me off right here and I was just like and then somebody was like nah don't drop him off right here I'm like hey dude don't tell him what to do like if he if he wants that's how I think like just whatever you want to do I'm not trying to argue just fucking whatever dude so I'm like I'm nah dude this is what he wants to do I'm gonna drop him off like he knows what he's gonna do from here just it's cool we drop him off in skid row Wait a minute, it's Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Everybody was lit, dude. This guy was crossing the street before we went to that liquor store. Yeah. And he had finished. We were walking the streets drinking beers. Because this is at Echo Park Rising. So it's just a party, you know? It's like all these locations of different shit going on. And so he puts, like, we're at a stop sign and we walk behind a car. And Ruben puts his beer on top of the car, like his empty beer, and just walks off, you know? And I'm just like... But the thing is that we're with this giant fucking man, dude. He's like 6'10". He's my friend from... I lived with him in Thailand. I lived oh, with him yeah, in yeah. summer camp. Yeah. And this school... I feel like I have a bodyguard. Yeah. Okay, so that same festival, we went to the shortstop. Yeah. And, and, and it was the only band that I even, like, I even heard of of this whole festival. Yeah. But actually, I didn't even know who they were. It just says that they were death metal. So I was yeah. like, you know what? I, I, I feel like I want to see that shit right yeah. now, you know? Like, I'm in a crazy mood. Yeah. So we go to the shortstop, we show up, and they're like, oh, the band. Like, they let us in, and they're like, oh, the band uh, backed out. Oh. So I was pissed, dude. I was already all fucked up, and I was pissed. And so they had instruments set up. So I said, fuck that, dude. And I got on the drums, and I started playing the drums, dude. And then um, Ruben, Ruben was going for the mic to start screaming or something. And the band saw us, right? And they were going to... I could tell, like, right when I looked up, I was faded, dude. I was on the drunk, and I looked up, and I knew that, like, they're going to fuck us up, right? Yeah, but yeah. then JJ, like, like, told me to calm down, and then they saw JJ, and they were like, oh, fuck this that, dude. Yeah, like, this fool is long he's long too like his width span is it's like he looks he's like wookie like if you hung out with chewbacca if he shaved his body so luckily this fool was there and uh and the band didn't do shit to us dude the band that was gonna go on after you know so so we left and it was a music festival so all we did was walk the streets like i want to say like a mile like back and forth back and forth getting 
fucked up and we never even saw one band dude and that's the night that I had drove home Oh, and then a drunk bad. driver hit me, and then I and I did, and I fucking did, and I ran. <laughs> he hit you. That's he, probably why. You know what's crazy? I jumped. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought because why. when I jumped over the fence and I was all cut up from the barbed wire, and I landed, and I and I it was like that 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 moment, and I looked, and he was standing right there, the guy that hit me, what? like eye to eye, like I saw him. I I remember exactly what he yeah. looks like, and he saw me. We saw each other. And he looked faded. And I was like, I don't even know how I look, dude. But he (laughs) saw how I looked. And then I was like, it's like every every intense moment of my life like that, I do, I I flight. I fucking run. Like, if I get in a fight, I'll fucking fight. And then after, like, I'm fucking gone. I'm like half a block before people even notice, like, to call the cops or some happened. shit. Yeah, 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 that's my style. Yeah. Because I don't want, I don't want no record. Yeah. yeah. I don't want, I don't want to get caught up, dude. Because yeah. I have too many friends that have like felonies and shit, and they can't even get a job. So they're like, you know what? Fuck. I'm just gonna go fucking shoplift at Walmart. Like, <laughs> well, I can't get a job. So what the fuck else am I? You know what? Yeah. Like, yeah. it makes people think like that. You know? That's like, more crazy. Yeah. So. Get desperate. It's what it is. Desperate. I'm desperate. <laughs> or you don't shoplifting from Walmart, but I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't get a job, you can start getting desperate. Yeah, you gotta survive, you know? Wow. Anyways, so in the tow yard, I went back because I got a letter in the mail saying that they're gonna tow, no, they're gonna set auction off my car. Yeah. And so I went to, to look at it to even see the condition it is, it was in, in this shit. The fucking axle was broken off the back. Oh, the tires, but like I was. The axle itself was gonna cost more than the car. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't even worth it. I bought the car for like I don't know. It wasn't. It was. I think I want to say, like, twenty eight hundred something like that. But it was fucking clean, low miles. It was perfect. Yeah. It was. It was the golden galaxy. That's what I called that car. And but when I went back, because they were gonna auction it off. Mm-hmm. I went back on the last day and I just said, fuck it. Like, cause I was afraid that they were gonna, I was gonna get in trouble with the law or some shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I was just thinking too far ahead, but I snapped out of it, I went. And when I went in the car, I found my iPod, my iPod shuffle, my speaker, my backpack, my ID, my fucking money. I yeah. found weed. I found a bottle of Bacardi. <laughs> and I found a fucking porno DVD box. And there was blood on my seat from Jacob when they hit him. Because he was asleep. They hit oh, his side. Oh, okay. So. So you got all your shit back, technically. I got all my shit back. And then, like, maybe, uh, I want to say four days ago. Yeah. I lost everything in a backpack in Venice Beach, we're California. Meant to get it back. Yeah. We're meant to get it back. Or just for a moment. For a moment. Yeah, it served its purpose. <laughs> yeah. And now if there's some homeless person out there making beats on an iPad, <laughs> I hope they're the shit, dude. Oh my god, dude. I thought it was the champagne supernova. No, that's that's the car that broke down the tranny gave out and I had to go back. God. But the champagne led me back to that. Yeah. But I couldn't get my shit because a guy was watching it and my chick was like yeah. There's a porno DVD, and I had to dodge that one, and then we broke up. <laughs> I eventually went back, got all my shit out, and, and you know, oh my God, so this Bacardi bottle, 
it all started at my house. Yeah. And it was my mom's Bacardi bottle. It was like the giant, like Costco size, yeah. like giant one. Yeah. And 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 my friend had saw it and he's like, hey, can I get a shot of it? And I'm like, yeah, you know, just waterfall. It's all good. So he, he does it, and then we're getting ready, getting prepped yeah. to go to that festival. Yeah. And he's like, hey, can I bring it with me? And I'm like, fuck it, yeah. And that's the bottle that we were drinking on the way there. During, we would stop at my car, drink, go back and, you know, yeah. walk the streets, like, yeah. passing out shots to friends. Yeah. And then it got it, the bottle got in a car accident, survived, <laughs> got it out two years later. It was still it there. It was aged two years in a tow yard. That's what I, that's how I say it. We got it out and we partied a few times with it. Yeah. And like, I want to say like maybe a week ago, maybe around there, yeah. we took a shot of that bottle because Jacob asked me, like when yeah. we jammed out, he's like, hey, you got any shots of it? I'm like, let me check. And I'm like, oh shit, this bottle's still alive, dude. <laughs> but, but he didn't finish it. He drank a lot, but I was like, I saved it because I'm like, this is the last of the of this bottle like I want to save it for like a good like my funeral or something you know what I mean and like cause it was aged for two years in a tow yard that's dope that is dope that is fucking dope fuck man the other day okay so one of those times I told you where I got lit and I ripped the the frisbee golf basket out of the thing and rolled it down a hill and people got offended I tried to fight everybody (laughs) Um, people got out there, they... I, I, I was driving home at some point uh-huh. and at the at the end of the the next morning I, I start my first thought was dude how did my brother get home because oh, he I picked him up in Pasadena yeah. and I was like how did he get I don't remember taking him home dude like at all like and I even text him hey did you get home and he's like yeah and I was like dude I did take him home I, I, that's how blacked out I was driving I should not have been driving that time and so but but at one point I was crying that's all I remember I was fucking I remember my my t-shirt being drenched in tears and I was crying and he was sitting in the back because he can't sit in the front because my door smashed in the window so he has to sit in the back like an uber so he can't see me probably right I don't know and I was just crying and then I was just like that's the only thing I remember and then I was like why was I crying and then I realized why I was crying I was crying because I missed the champagne supernova in my car. Oh, oh my God. Like sometimes cars or animals or insects yeah, are better dude. friends than people in your life, dude. You, That's... Know, you know what? I'm happy to say I drove that car. Oh, I drove that shit, car. Wu-Tang. Yeah, Wu-Tang. Oh, shit, I You guys were all fucked uh, up. I was the only one sober, like, okay, let's do this. Uh, it was fucking late. I was tired, but it was so much fun. Uh, I died. You did? I fucking died. Yeah. There's been like four or five times I died in my whole life. <laughs> that was I one of them. I fucking died. Caesar found me dead. <laughs> in the bathroom. In, but of Danny's. But I had died in the event. I was dead. Dude, I was in there for, I don't even know how long. Maybe an hour, hours? An hour. An hour. Because you just it went to the like bathroom. It felt like hours, dude. I remember falling asleep. You know the, where, you, where you flush it, that yeah. bar? It was on my back and I was like this. With my head in it like this. <laughs> Like knocked out, cold, like blacked out, and the only time I would wake up was when, like, randomly, I don't even know when, when someone in the next stall would, would, would like slam look, would slam the door, and then I would wake up, but then I would be like, I'm so fucked up, and I had thrown up so much, and then oh I would sit down God. and then throw up. Where 
where I'm, I'm like a super clean, cleanly guy. Yeah. Like, even when I throw up in my own house, dude. But like, you know, especially in public, yeah. like, you don't want to be touching nothing. nothing. So I was, I was so fucked up that I was just like, at the end of the night, dude, I was just like, I was like straight up, like, just all on that seat, dude. I was just like, oh, like throwing up between, between my lap. Your legs. Oh, shit. And then, and then at some point, a security went in there and started like banging on all the doors and saying, "All right, everybody out. You know, we're clearing it out." Like, yeah. and I said, and I had to talk to myself, and I said, "All right." you know how fucked up you are like yeah. you're, you're fucking you're dead dude you're gone yeah. um, but if you show anybody outside this stall any sign of uh, like like you're too yeah you're yeah exactly yeah. fucked upness they're gonna call the ambulance or they're gonna call the police on you and and, that, and and I'm always fight I'm always fight or flight I'm flight every time like <laughs> sock sock the shit out of somebody for a while and then get the fuck out or get get your ass beat it will roll out either one but just do it do what you gotta do get the fuck out so I was just like if I go out there and it's fucking I, I don't wanna go out like this like, yeah. yeah and so I just said fucking just get your shit right like just suck yourself together and I did it I went out I fucking walked out I was like a fucking zombie dude like a ghost like just I, I was pale yeah I had barf all over me I smelled like piss because I was all over a toilet like I was fucking trash dude and then I walk out at some point I don't even know how like why I even went the way I needed to go I went out out of the event and then I heard somebody say Sh- Now you know how I felt when I saved your sister. Oh my god. That was the same feeling. Cuba. Fucking Cuba. Yeah, dude. That was the same feeling. Like, you're just pretty much weakened at Bernie's. Yeah. You know, you're just carrying around a dead body. Like, (laughs) okay, so. Anybody, anybody can do anything to you. So we go on vacation, what, three weeks? Four weeks? Three weeks. Yeah, I say it was three. Me, you, and my sister Sarah. And a roller derby and ro- team on the side. A roller derby Didn't team on the side. So, party at the airport with us and on the way back. So, one of the, it's the last day, the day before we have to yeah. leave on the airport. So, you and my sister decide, that's it, we're going to get fucking smashed and start roaming the streets. And you were with us in the I beginning. I was with you in the beginning. but and then, then you, you got mad at her because she was I, putting your feet on you in the taxi and you were sitting in the front. <laughs> she was rubbing her feet on you Yeah, she was dirty ass, nasty feet. Yeah, and you were getting mad. That's what pushed you to the yeah, limit. Yeah, and I was like, dude, I'm done. You guys but you were already on your way home from even before that, Yeah, right? yeah, I was done. I, I was think like, she was mad because you didn't want to go with us. Maybe, I don't know. But we're going to have to like wake up like at 6 in the morning to go to our flight because it was at 7. Yeah. I didn't want to be fucking dead tired hungover. Fuck. So I was just like, guys, okay, whatever. You guys want to party? I don't want to get arrested. I'm going back to the, the room. You guys go have a good time and you can take over. What happened? You guys went to the drag show. Isn't that what happened? We went to a drag show. But before that, we were... Yeah, we went to the drag show and we had met them before that, though, yeah, right? Yeah, the night, the night before yeah. when we partied with them. I was telling somebody this second, we'll get back into that yeah, yeah. part of the story, but I was telling somebody this uh, when we had hung out with those people before, mm-hmm. uh, time before. There was a girl and I liked her, and then I was gonna go buy beers or, or a bottle, and I was like, uh, wanted to give her one, and then somebody 
one of her friends was like, hey, she's pregnant. And I didn't even notice that she was pregnant, dude. And I was trying to like party with her and give her a bottle or something, yeah. you know? And so I remember being like, oh shit. Like I looked at her stomach and I was you like- You were feeling her? I didn't know you yeah. were feeling her. Yeah, I was that, thinking the same thing. I liked she it. She was pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> she she, was. But when I saw her, she was totally fucking pregnant. Like I don't even know how. But but I told my friend I was looking in her eyes. Probably that's why. Right. Seeing the inside yeah, of soul. Yeah. That's yeah. That was. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to be the father of her next child. You know what I mean? But I was trying to buy her a drink first. <laughs> but yeah, so so that was them, and we partied. There's a whole story with that. But yeah. so when we, me and your sister had left you and we had gone out, yeah. at some point we went to like a basement kind of club. Yeah. And we got a pretty good seat. And we were, me and your sister were fucking too fucked up. We, we couldn't sit still and be quiet too long. And the club was so quiet. You guys were like so that quiet. in the taxi club. Like already you guys were already blitzed. And I was like, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to take care of you guys. We were too gone, dude. Yeah. But. What happened in the club? In, in the club, it was. The people that were in there were also like drag and just different. Uh, yeah. Every walk, but mostly, you know, gay, lesbian, bi, whatever. Mm-hmm. And. They, it was dead silent because they were so into the comedy of the show. It was like somebody talking. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what the fuck they were saying, dude. But I was just like saying whatever the fuck I wanted to say on top of that shit. And yeah. then your sister was talking with me and we were just talking. And you could tell like, because I'm very um, aware, even when I'm fucked up, like I'm yeah. aware of my surroundings. Yeah. Maybe because I have this embedded instinct of fear or just alertness you know but I remember at some point like people were getting frustrated with us you know yeah and and there was a point where we 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 went outside and we saw that group and we all started holding hands like we were all going to the same place and then they try to pull me and your sister down to another level of basement and I don't know what the fuck went on down there, but it definitely probably got nastier, right? But before that, me and your sister had a conversation, and we and and we said if anything goes crazy, like yeah. there's a code word that you gotta say, and I don't even remember what it was. It was something Girl. stupid. Was it flamingo? <laughs> it was flamingo. Was it? It was flamingo. Oh, there it is, dude. Because <laughs> you told me this when you were. Oh, okay, good, good. <laughs> Your sister busted the fuck out of there. But yeah. Continue, continue. Yeah, and so that forward. that chick David was was pulling me down like aggressively by my hand, and then that's when I said flamingo, and I was like, you know what, dude? Like, <laughs> I think it's time to get out of here, dude. Yeah. Like, this is gonna turn we- too weird. Yeah. And so that's that's when we stepped out, and then somebody grabbed your sister, like her ass or something, and then she just like she, she told she me yeah. she, she well, told every reason to yeah i want to say before she went off I, I could be wrong but she told me like hey these guys grabbed my ass like are you are you down for something like to are fight. you down to fight and yeah. that's when i was just like i'm down to bleed like <laughs> and so we start chasing after him and, and she started she, her spanish is way better than mine yeah. but she started telling shit i understood but yeah. i was like oh dude like that shit sounds like a demon is ready to fucking rip somebody's eyeballs out. Like, yeah. and I was down too. I was like ready to fucking just bleed. Like, yeah. I just imagined my like whole mouth, just my shirt, just bleeding, but still standing up, yeah. just trying to kill somebody. You know what I mean? Like, that feels good sometimes. I'm yeah. not going to lie. Like, yeah, we can't suppress that. So I think that like, 
like after that, like we got out of there and such the rush of adrenaline, after some point there's a drop and then she just completely blacked out. Yeah. And then I'm carrying her. You guys ended up at the um, at the park. At a park. With the statue of, uh, what's his face from the Beatles? Which one? Paul McCartney, John Lennon. Lennon was right there, yeah. That's what she said? Yeah. Yeah. That's what she lost her sandal. Yeah. And she blacked out because she got bit up. She got bit up by all the Dude. That's what I couldn't help her with, you know? Yeah. But we were in that park for a long time because I remember just saying, okay, I remember this park, but I don't remember where I live because, I mean, I've never even been in that country. Yeah. It's not even like... I'm, you know, I'm used to like Thailand, like everything looks the same. It kind of looks like that yeah. a little bit some, some places, but I, I've been there long enough to know. Which way is Yeah, which. yeah, but that place, everything looked the same. Yeah. So I was just like, I do remember this park, but I, I, I have no, like 0%, like I don't know how to get home. So I'm just like, fuck, like, and I'm trying, and then I start remembering, um, like, well, actually, I'm just like, what the fuck do I do? So I take her to a bench make sure she's okay and I'm fucking carrying her like her whole weight on me dude yeah. like I'm not a big guy like she's not that and, big either yeah she's, she's not that yeah, yeah but still you're but carrying that's a dead weight for a long time yeah, dude like I mean yeah. how much do you think she weighs dude like she, over a hundred or about a hundred okay at that time yeah, yeah so for me like I mean my ex was like a hundred dude and that was perfect you know but yeah. so anyways so I carried her a bench, and then I'm just like, fuck, like, what do I do? And I'm, like, going to other streets, like, seeing, do I remember this or remember And I don't. So I'm like, I can't leave her here. I can't go too yeah. far from her. Yeah. So I got uh, going back, and I make sure that she's not too far from me. So I go back, I pick her up, I carry her, I go down some street, and then these two ladies that were kind of on a corner of a small street were like, remember how we got into the conversation but it was short they were like hey you want to take her to our house um we're not going to do anything to you Uh and i thought whoa that's kind of weird yeah you know but i understand that most of us do think like that so i was just i had no choice i was just like yeah so we go they don't live too far from there i put her in a patio area of of like a long seat and then there's like this cute like younger couple they look like just out of high school their boyfriend and girlfriend they were super nice and the dad looked like he was straight from prison with like tattoos on his face with a giant he looked like he was nine months pregnant with like tattoos all over his, his chest and then they had like the wife that, his wife was the one who brought us and then the other lady must have been like a sister or something like that but I put her there and then they were playing like this fucking karaoke like 80 shit that like songs that I, like it would they were like rare songs like shit that I did hear but like once like yeah. back in the day like yeah. some weird like cuts of music and so I was just like damn I know this song and so I started singing it with them yeah. and then he's like you want a beer and I'm like yeah I'll take a beer and then he like sugar with water yeah and your sister and she just she's just blacked out dude so it's so crazy that 
this is what blew my mind of this whole thing is it's so crazy that she was at this party. Yeah. Your sister was at this dope ass, like one of the best Cuban parties that I was at, but she was blacked out, dude. And I carried her there and then carried her back into the taxi because they helped me figure out where we stayed because I, that, that when we were talking about it, trying to figure it out, I remembered, oh, there's a pizza shop right across the street because yeah. I remember looking out the window and seeing it. Yeah. And then, so they were like, oh, maybe, it, no, it's right here. And I was just like, it's by the park. And they're like, yeah, it's right here. And then there was like one other thing I forgot. I can't remember now yeah. that they were like, no, it's, we know it. Yeah. Of course they know their own yeah, neighborhood, yeah, you yeah. know? So we got in a taxi. I didn't even have enough for the taxi. He was mad. He dropped me off before because I he didn't take, but I knew it was just straight ahead. So I took her and I'm like, fuck. That's the place, dude. And I had to walk her up the fucking stairs, dude. That was like, I was done, dude. Like, I felt like, fuck, dude. I was fucking so done. Imagine carrying her, and then I had to take her up, like, the stairs. stairs. I think I remember you guys pounding on the door, and I opened it, right? Yeah. 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 But we were fucking gone, dude. We almost got, I almost got raped. She got her ass grabbed. We tried to fucking fight four guys. We fucking ended up at a party, partying again, <laughs> doing karaoke out. while she was passed out, drew on the floor, figured it out, got in a taxi with not enough money, <laughs> dude. And then I remember, I, you told me that at some point in the middle of the night, she was leaving the house because yeah. she was trying to look for the restroom. Yeah, she was pantless. She took off her pants and was holding her vajayjay. And you're right there sleeping on the couch, so her face is all fire by her butt. I'm like, what are you doing? She's doing like a squat motion. She's like, I have to pee. I need to go pee outside. I was like, no, no, no. And I guided her. She's holding her with JJ. <laughs> oh guided her back. God. So this is the bathroom. And I sat her down. And then she's like. Hey. She stayed in there. I just remember she yeah, slept she stayed, in there. She huh? slept in there, yeah, for like a couple hours. Oh, yeah, uh, she, she drank there. hardcore. Dude. Yeah, dude. She was drinking like, I want to say harder than me. Dude, yeah, at some point because I get to a point where like one, once I feel that that I gotta throw up yeah. like that's when I'm done like but some people don't even they, 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 don't, they, don't, even, they don't even feel that yeah. so they're just like blowing chunks you know Ugh. that's the Cuban Cuban experience Cuban experience dude Banana for you. Fuck, wash your hands. Don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>